When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop of the morning, everybody, and welcome to Popcorn Culture. As always, I am your one true host, Jazzy J, joined as usual by my brother, the one true co-host, Buzzy Benjamin B. How are you, Ben? I'm 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 good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I think I'm sad, but like not sad at the same time yeah. because the hostmanship has once again uh, changed hands. And in fact, last week uh, we had pre-recorded the episode, yes. and unbeknownst to us, I believe we even talked about the. I've we even, yeah, we like joked about the possibility. Yeah, with the, the possibility um, that that I I started because at this point in time we didn't know we were so far ahead we didn't know whether or not I would be the host. Yeah, and then you you took over Rain because we have a couple of meddling patrons. We sure do. Big shout out to uh, Emily Stock and Dola, who um you know switched some switched some teams around. At the at the high tiers and uh, swayed the votes and um, thank you so much. Uh, it was yeah it was funny because it was like oh no like what if I'm the host that's definitely going to happen that it did happen but it like independent of them hearing it. I know you I know, know yeah was like, which was really oh. funny. So so anyway last week I think we technically if we go to the uh, hostmanship leaderboard I do think we should give <coughs> you the tally. Yeah. For, for last week's because yeah. even though even though we just did it incorrectly right uh per you know our lack of knowledge yes um which I, means I i'm up to four whoa yeah that's, take, take take that host neither host neither is going down i've basically doubled my lead on them i believe it's like 136 to four to two <laughs> Yeah, it's neck and neck. It's neck and neck, breakneck speed. I, we were doing uh, just some very quick math the other day when Ethan showed us the scoreboard he came up with. And it was like, oh, I was like, you know what? I could be in the lead for like two years in a row and I still wouldn't have hosted more than you. I feel like I feel like that is probably the best argument you like that you could give though mm-hmm. for to really rally those Jazzy J troops. Oh, like, right. like don't e- guys, don't even worry. You, you Buzzy B people, don't even worry about it. You can let your foot off the gas for like a really long time, and it will still not matter <laughs> in the big picture. So just do it. So just, <laughs> Anywho, I feel like we've got a lot of updating to do because you and I have had a rather um, uncommon experience for our brotherhood, which no is doubt. the fact that uh, we have spent the last two weeks of our lives completely apart from one another. Yes, um, this is this is not typical because almost always. Um, we're, we're either working together all the time or when we go on vacation, it's just also together. Yeah, um, there are the occasional circumstances where. 
like I might be out of town or you might be out of town for like a single week. But this go round, we planned it kind of poorly, I think. But it worked out that uh, I was gone for one full week from the office and then you were gone for one full week from the office. Yep. And as a result, I feel like there's so much that we that like has happened. Yeah, there has been. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Yeah, you had a whole trip. I had a whole trip and we didn't see each other. And yeah, it was, uh, we each had a, uh, not only did we each have a trip away from each other, but then we each had a week at the office away from each other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is very interesting. It is interesting and it's always so stressful. Like I, I don't think I ever realize how much it helps to have the other person, especially when it comes to like script writing for the super Carlin brothers channel. Yeah. It's like you, you kind of get like into this like rhythm or whatever. And you're like, Oh, uh, but, but like would Bruno have the weakest power out of everybody in Encanto? And it's like, Hmm, I need to ask somebody about that. Oh, Oh, I guess I'll just have to decide. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess I'm just going to go and, and make that that decision mm-hmm. on my own. I I like went home, so that was that was the video that I recorded without you. And I feel like I went home and was like, "There's so many ways why seeing the future could be so much more useful." I'm gonna get raked across the coals for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anyone successfully argue why that would be a more useful power. Okay, than anything okay. else. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I do think yeah. it's an interesting conversation though. So, but basically, to give the the short version of it, the question is of the powers of Encanto, if each one was given like their own MCU origin story, whatever, like which of these characters would ultimately become the most powerful? Yeah. You know, in like an end game level event who can actually like land a blow on Thanos. Mm. Um, and, and that's actually not the, that's not the argument yeah, that no. I had at all. But um, is there anybody that you think is the most powerful out of the Encanto characters? Um, I, I mean, at, at first glance, I mean, it just depends on what you're defining as like power in terms of like useful. Like if it's like just I can give the stipulation yeah. I gave in the video, which is that it was who could do the most good for humanity. OK. Um, and and so my my explanation was that uh, th- that uh, Julieta, who is Mirabelle's mother, uh, could do quite a bit because she has the ability to basically heal anybody worth her cooking power. So I was like, okay, so I mean, if she cooks a giant vat of rice and everybody eats one grain of that rice, are they all healed of everything? Right. Like, like how much needs to go into? Yeah. Like how, yeah. What, what constitutes Julieta having made the dish? Like if you get a giant, giant pot and she's just the one who pours all the rice into it and turns it on and cooks it, then could you, yeah, just like start sending those little like rice packets to everyone in the country? Yeah, I, I mean, that's sort of my thinking. And and I found a really cool art exhibit while I was research, researching for the video that showcased um, what population sizes looked like in terms of grains of rice. So it was it was in the UK and there was like it was basically about what would come off the back of like a dump truck. It's like that much rice is just the US population. Okay. So it's a lot of rice. Yeah. But I but still don't think not it's not more than you could cook in a single day. Pro- I mean as long as you had a big enough vat. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not. And given yeah. given the what you're trying to do, which would be mass produce cooked rice that could you could give to almost everybody. I think absolutely it's easy enough to then invent the pot that yeah. <laughs> that can cook the rice. <laughs> no, 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 Jay. Our stipulation is we must use like a like a standard kitchen yeah, size yeah. pot. <laughs> just gotta like just got a regular pot here. 
it's gonna take a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so that was that was my argument for my number two spot. And then my number one spot was uh, Isabella basically has the ability to solve like world hunger by growing crops, mm. um, as well as like can grow forest forests back instantly, which would really help with like the ecosystem. Oh man, you're right. She'd um, just be like and forest. And forest, yeah. So it's like, because uh, Peppa sort of has this angle with the weather where it's like she could solve global warming effectively by being able to like properly control like what is where and when and everything. I suppose, yeah. Um, but I th- I felt like she came with like this light liability issue, which was effectively that like, it, to, to no fault of her own, because everybody's entitled to emotions, but because her powers are also tied to her emotions it meant that like if she's having a particularly bad day how many people are then impacted right by that bad day yeah um so that was that was where i kind of like docked her a couple of points um but yeah isabella basically can can grow crops everywhere and they're like happy healthy crops that she can grow with like essentially the flick of a wrist yeah um yeah and she could go through and she could even like turn deserts into like oasis oh man i suppose so yeah, I guess, like, would stuff die quickly after it grew? It's possible that it would. Yeah. It's possible. But um, you could grow, like, lots of cactuses, even. Even, yeah, you know? even lots of cactuses. Even you, you'd be <clears throat> providing a lot more environment. That was another one is, um, for so many, like, endangered species, a lot of times it comes down to there not being a sufficient amount of the necessary, like, vegetation or environment for them to continue mm. to exist in. Yeah. And so it's like, just fix that right yeah. away. You know? like it's, This is the question of, like like it does then like to the extent of julieta's healing power then like if it it can heal like any given ailment does it uh, like does that count for like cancer see that was my thinking is that it does count okay so which is pretty remarkable yeah so okay then would it this is sort of like a weird question to say like would food solve this but would food solve like if you're starving and you ate like a grain of rice from Julieta, would you like be like, oh, I'm not starving anymore? Ooh, I don't think so. Cause that's not like, I don't, I, I mean, I don't think so. Cause it's not like an illness. Right. It's not like an, I, I mean, I guess like even it like might a, be starting to cause some other problems though. It maybe what it could do is like solve like your dehydration. Mm. Possibly. Interesting. Cause in some cases I would imagine that that is like the cure for your ailment. Uh, in the same way that like, if you have like a broken arm, you know, like, you're not you're not like technically like sick in the capacity that you have like come down with something. Yeah. You have just like sheared a bone inside of your body. Yeah. And it seems like that still works. Yeah, that heals pretty instantly, it looks like. Right. Yeah. Right. The question the thing is, like, if you have Julieta's power, you don't need medicine of any kind at all anymore. It's true. <laughs> Almost, yeah, like right? the like the entire like, like world of all- form, like pharmaceutical industry is just gone right like this is all because like realistically all you have to do is yeah just have julieta making massive 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 batches of rice every single day and then just have people you can just put putting a single grain of rice in a pill and like okay there you go oh yeah i know i thought yeah. about that exact same thing yeah. it's like just just literally i mean we, this is already <clears throat> effectively like what, what like a piece of medicine looks like right. is a grain of rice like <laughs> right. in, a, in some capacity just put it in there put those in the bottles put those on the shelves it's pretty much i mean uh, yeah i don't know that's it that seems really powerful to me it does seem really powerful because <laughs> it seems it easy seem really to master it's like you need like lots of weird chemicals to make the medicine you don't need tons of like research or anything it's just like magic so 
I took grains, and now they're magic cure-alls for literally everything all the time. Not to mention rice is like just one of the most abundant crops. Uh, yeah, parts, so I'm going with Julieta. That's just my answer. It's just, it's too powerful. It's like, it, it, yeah, I it's, feel like you could scale rice. There's more ri- grains of rice than people in the world, certainly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. This this feels like that's how it would go. So that's my answer. Okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and and this is this is like one of those though where yeah, it came down to it. it's like Camillo has like the ability to shape shift, which was interesting because we were talking about it in office, and Riley immediately, who has been like uh, he's our video editor, and he had been rewatching all the X-Men movies with like Mm. Mystique. Yeah. And he's like, Ooh, she does like everything. And it's like very useful as part of like a, like like, espionage, like an espionage (laughs) superhero based like team or whatever. (laughs) And, and certainly if you have like grand ambitions of like taking over the world, there's a lot you can do with it. It's, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, however, again, through that filter, through that lens of like, what provides the most good to the most number of people, even the ability to go and like impersonate like, like the most leaderist person of the entire world. Like you're still not them. Like they're still better at being them than you are at being them. Right. I guess so. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I suppose there's some, there's some elements to it that could be pretty useful, mm-hmm. you know, shape shifting and whatnot. Yeah. Um, doesn't lo- seem as useful on such a wide scale though. Right. Right. Especially not as like healing every single person on yeah. earth. I mean, just imagine no one's sick ever <laughs> at all at all. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the COVID pandemic? Have you heard of it? Gone, gone. Doesn't even <laughs> happen. Everybody had to eat their one grain of rice. Yeah. That's basically you just, anytime you're like, you have symptoms, boom, gone. It's, it's dead. Yeah. There you go. That's Easy. <laughs> solved solved okay okay um moving on then though so yeah so you and i both were we were out of town i went to vermont which was a very exciting trip for me and Um, you brought uh addison brought addison and and so the town that we go to in vermont is actually called addison vermont and that is where she got her name from and so it was like a very momentous occasion for me arriving like on location with Addy. Yeah. I did. I got like super like happy tears. Sure. As I like got Makes out of the sense. car, I went and like immediately grabbed her out of the car seat, and, like walked down to the dock and just like, we like stared off and I felt like she could just like tell she could just tell. Yeah. She was like, she was so <laughs> giddy and laughing and like super excited. I mean, maybe it was just from finally being able to get out of the car. Also um, true. Yeah. Know, could, there's no doubt, could, but I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty magical place up there. It is. There's no doubt. It's a very magical place. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. That was a very, that was like a very big, exciting moment for me. Um, while we were there, she started crawling, which was like awesome. pretty, pretty huge. She's Mobile. officially out of the potted plant stage as we've been kind of referring to it, which is like where you could set her down and she would just continue to be there. Yes. Right. It's like, there's something nice about that. <laughs> there is something nice about that. It's definitely been one of those where Allie and I like, you know, you'll sell her, set her down, turn around turn around again and she's like halfway across the room and you're like, <laughs> oh dear oh no could so, you go up the stairs yet or has she tried she hasn't tried that yet, she that that yet. yet. she's yeah. still i would say she's still like a novice crawler gotcha um so she's not she's not a quick scamper yet but she's she's doing well um but yeah the other really big thing uh about this trip was i brought the boat up 
uh, which I had brought home from Vermont two years ago. Oh, that's yeah. Like a 12 hour trailering Mm -hmm. experience to get this thing back to my house. And then it was like, well, I really want to have it up there. So I guess I'll, well, that's the thing. It's like, if you're going to the lake, it's like, well, yeah, you gotta have a boat. If you're going to the lake, gotta have the boat. It's like, and I have a boat and this is sort of its spiritual home. So really, there's really no way around it. <laughs> it was it was really like one of those things that where I was like, it's like I'm gonna drive because it's 12 hours up, 12 hours back. It's like I'm going to drive 24 hours towing something. Yeah. And it's like if you've ever towed anything in your life, it's just it's it's not that bad. It really isn't, but it it's just a little bit extra stressful. There, I mean, for sure, it's a little bit. Of, and then, like, I can just imagine, like, even pulling over to get gas is suddenly like, okay, and I'll make sure the boat's not in the way, or where are we going to park the truck while we go inside and pick up snacks, or yep, yep. all those sort of things are in play. Um, going in reverse with the trailer is like a real, real skill. It is, yeah, yeah because everything is backwards, yes. so you have to like turn the steering wheel the wrong, well, the perceived wrong way in order to get the trailer to go the the correct way right um so that's a little bit of like a little bit of a learning curve um the other so this was the other kind of like interesting thing that kind of happened with the boat was that um i have had such a time trying to figure out how to like title both the boat and the trailer which Mm. are separate entities from one another and i swear this is like one of those things where it's like everyone's car is titled you know like everybody like goes through that experience but when you get your car at the uh from like a dealership or whatever they pretty much handle all of the setup for you right and uh, like i just did not know what to do i was so intimidated by the process and the boat has to be done through like the department of games and inland fisheries and the um the trailer has what? to be done. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, the trailer has to be done through like the DMV. So it took me three trips to the DMV, like five letters to. Is a boat not a motored vehicle? It is, but it's not on the road. But it's just the Department of Motor Vehicles. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's, it does have a motor and it is a vehicle. Um, so Were you I, at DMV? I know, I know. I, know. I, I was frustrated to discover this, and I will also tell you that it's not obvious that this is even the case either. So I was mm. like, DMV website, how to register my boat? Like, going through all this stuff. So anyway, um, three trips to the DMV later, finally got the, the trailer done, finally was able to get, like, all the necessary, like, credentials mailed off to Games and Inland Fisheries to get, like, my registration intact. And I'm like, okay, it's all good. It's all there. I'm solid. Um... And so I put like the new like Virginia license plates on the trailer and I'm like, I'm all jazzed about that. I put new trailer lights on it so mm. that like everything's all, all fresh and it works and nice. has new wires and, and all the rest. And so we're, we're driving to Vermont uh, and we left like after work so that like Addie could effectively like just go to sleep in the back and like we could just go as far as we could make it in the first night when I have this tractor trailer come like hauling up next to me. He's just flashing his lights. He's like honking his horn. I'm like, man, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong right now. And so he goes by and he's just like, he has like the lights on in his cab and he's, he's just smiling, but he's like drastically like pointing like at the boat. And I'm like, Oh goodness. Like, did I lose? Is the boat still back there? Like, is this still uh on the trailer? (laughs) You know, I'm like, Oh no. Or like, do I have a flat tire on it? Or like, like what am I scraping the motor on the interstate for the past? Like, 
30 miles or something. I mean, my mind's going like in a million different directions. So we pull off on the edge of the, the interstate, like a gas station. And, and I like walk around back and I'm like, I'm like, everything looks fine. And I look down and one of my taillights has just completely come unscrewed and is just dangling. Oh. And then my license plate, one of the screws on the license plate had vibrated out. And so it's dangling. And I'm what? like, oh my gosh, Ben, how unqualified were you to do this entire experience? <laughs> From start to finish. Oh, man. So well, That's not like easy fixes. Huh? Was it like an easy fix? It was a pretty easy fix, yeah. Fortunately, I was able to um, find a couple of like bolts that happened to fit, and I brought tools with me, and mm. uh, I actually ended up just taking like a, like a bucket of zip ties and zip tying the the license plate like to the trailer nice, like six nice. different ways. Yeah. Not like, coming off now. I know. <laughs> you were one with the trailer. <sighs> uh, um, anyway, so that was just getting the boat, you know, there right in the first place but um once we were there it was it was so much fun it was so much fun i got to like i got everybody to try water skiing nice which was like very exciting mm-hmm. um it's one of these like rites of passage where i think there's like it's just intimidating enough to like go and hop in the cold water and you know be behind like the boat that smells like burning motor oil and you know right. like the whole thing you're sort it's of like, floating around there and it's like you're trying to get set and the boat lurches forward at like you know a quarter of a mile an hour but you're you gotta hold on and it's like you're slowly moving forward and it's like oh I, I, wait i'm still not, i gotta move over and it's what do you do it's a whole process yeah it's a whole process and then not to mention like people talk about like you know jumping into water from high places and it's like oh if you jump from like you know 50 feet or or above it's like landing on concrete it's like you want to know what's like landing on concrete going like 30 miles an hour behind a boat it's effectively the same situation it is it is it's just like you're a lot closer to the water you're just going faster yeah relative hitting at a you know more of an angle yeah yeah flat on but the thing is is that i i swear i think it's just like one of these experiences that like gets people to like open up like come out of their shell a little bit Mm -hmm. because they've like overcome a fear did everyone do it everyone tried it um alice i think like was i i feel like (laughs) given the opportunity like maybe like five more tries yeah she, i think she <laughs> had it i think she, i think she'd be just boom <laughs> right out of the water no problem all would be well addison was the most impressive impressive I mean, right from, up from, boom from crawling to water skiing in one fell swoop just like that Very easy peasy yeah no big deal never doubted no it big deal uh anyway so that was that was that was the trip to vermont it was it was so much fun um we were blown away at how much addison's sleep schedule actually mm. like perfectly kept us on task oh. the entire time because we'd like we'd wake up you know and it'd be like 6 45 7 because that's just when addy wakes up uh everybody would just kind of like scrape themselves out of bed have breakfast like you know up for like a two-hour wake window and then she would go down for like a two-hour nap the moment she was down everybody's like boom game on time to like do all the activities right which two hours ends up being a great amount of time to do activities. And then it's like, Hey, lunch. No one felt that they could do activities while like without you while Addison was awake. Well, Jam, I mean, pretty vital. To yeah. The, oh, yeah. To, to <laughs> right. No, Absolutely. no, no. Uh, I think probably just because I was the one who could like drive the boat. And, oh, okay. Like do that type of stuff. So um, I think there was a little bit of dependency on me for, for certain activities, but it was good to do it like in bursts. I know you've, you've witnessed this before, even in Vermont where like, there's so many things you can do and getting everybody on board to do something. is not always like easy. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody who's got like a dissenting opinion. That's like, Hmm, 
I don't want to go do that. And it's right. like, yeah, but everybody else does. And so like, so we don't we'll, like we'll just see you later. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. But yeah, so I think because it was like these like bite sized like chunks of time, it like it was so effective at getting everybody to be like, 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 you know, like, go for it. You know, like now is the time we have the moment. We have the window. So let's go play. Boom. And uh, yeah, so I think it, it worked out super well. And so just rinse and repeat the whole day. We'd have like these like three, two hour like blocks. Yeah. To just like get stuff done. I understand. This is basically how my weekends go. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's just like, of course, it's only like uh, one, two hour block on each Saturday and Sunday. Okay. <laughs> like during the kids like quiet slash nap time. How much do you plan how that time will go. Oh, I mean, I'm thinking about it like all week. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Saturday at noon. <clears throat> it's on. It's on. And of course, but it's like what it's on for is like, it, it's so weird being a parent. Cause like I'll walk, but like sometimes a bit like walking past like my little uh, flower bed every single day of the week. And I'm like, man, the weeds are just like uncontrollable. And it's like, I can't work on the weeds right now. I'm going to have to go inside and like do dinner and get the kids to bed. And then it'll be dark out. So I can't like my, like I'll be like thinking about like, okay, so Saturday I'm pretty, this is it. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing weeds, you know, I'm, do, I'm, do, <laughs> I'm doing it. And then, cause then it's like, if I don't do it, then I'm going to have to be worrying about it all next week too. And it's like, and it's, it's like a weird thing. You start looking forward. It's like, but at least I'll be doing it. And then I won't be, then I won't be bothering me anymore. Yeah. Or like right now it's like, like I've got like toilet that I feel like, I think it's like running extra. I'm like, I just, I want, I need to be able to like sit down. I think I can fix. I think even I have the plumbing capacity to, to fix, fix this problem, yeah. to fix this problem right now. I think it's just a matter of switching out like the rubber stopper thing <laughs> and I have the rubber stopper thing, but what I'm not going to be able to do is find 10 minutes of time ever where someone's not going to bother me while I do what is undoubtedly going to be like a lightly frustrating task. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. that, that I feel like is the thing like as it, like once you're a parent, like there are so many little things that it's just like, this is going to be lightly frustrating. It's not going to be like, pull this out, put this in done. It's going to be like, I have to pull this out. I'm going to figure out just like a bunch of like clinky, frustrating pieces and fidget with it a bit. I'm sure I can do it. It's just going to be like, I know it's, it's going to feel like a three minute task. That's probably going to be like a 30 minute task. And it's making I, me, it's, it's impossible. You're making me so happy right yeah. now with the way you're describing this. Cause yeah. it's so spot on. It's yeah. like, I, I do think though, that this is like how <laughs> like you almost start to become like you, you like can almost witness it happening that you're becoming like who your parents were. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the types of things they like wanted you to get done so badly or like to help them with or whatever. It's like, like these are the weekend assignments. We need to go and fix this thing. Like, right. We're, we're going to go and do it together. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and it's like, there, there is a small amount of like, you just being able to solve a problem comes with so much like a sense of satisfaction Yeah, that it's, it's really great. But um, this was another one that I had actually on the, on the trip to Vermont where again with the trailer, um, it's like, it's, it's a 1973. So it's, it's older, it's rusted. Like it could really use like a fresh paint job. Mm-hmm. And so, and while that sounds, that's not nearly as fancy as like painting a car, which you would do like with a series of 
professionals and sanding and buffing and waxing and right. I don't even know all the steps, but yeah, you know, but what I'm thinking is like taking a, like a roller with white paint and just doing it. Just yeah. I think that'd be pretty effective for your trailer. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you need the boat to not be on the trailer in order to do that. Ah. And so often now when I take the boat out on the weekend, I am with the boat when it's not on the trailer and the trailer right. stays in the parking lot where I just, you know, dropped it. Into right. The lake. Like, cause are you going to put, how are you even going to get the boat off if it's not in the water? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, getting ready on my way to go up to Vermont, I was like, Allie, should I bring like some paint and materials? And then like while we're up there and the boat is like in the water the oh entire week. Oh, my gosh. I was like, just such the most grandpa Jack. Plan I know I've it is. Heard. I know oh it is. Oh, my gosh. And so that's what's so funny about it is that. So um, she's like, Ben, don't do that. Like, that's, just do not spend the week painting your trailer while we're in Vermont. And I'm like, but it's the only time I'll ever get to do it. She's like, don't do don't it. Don't do it. Ben. And so on like, our way should up, I leave these roof shingles at home too. Cause I was going <laughs> to reshingle the cabin. Well, because why not? You know, it's gotta, like someone's got to do it. You say why not? But on more than one occasion, our dad's cousins, Will and Mike have been reshingling the yeah, house the house while we were there it's true that's true this is just how vermont is it's this like is the part of the fun is. is like busting out the tools and doing something awesome uh-huh. anyway so on our way up though we stopped at grandma and grandpa's house uh so that we could see them before we went on to our final destination yeah wherein we were out and grandpa was looking over the boat because he's the one who gifted it to me yeah and so you know he had to give it like a stern yeah, looking right, over gotta give it the old like him yeah, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. i was very nervous about yeah and so we're standing there and he's like you know while you're up there you could paint the trailer (laughs) (laughs) alice just looks at me and she was like she was absolutely like gut busting it was so funny that's amazing oh man so anyway needless to say i didn't do that well yeah so the the trailer still needs a coat of paint so the trailer still needs a coat of paint so if anybody ever wants to come and just lift it you know like in the air for a few minutes like a spare crane yeah yeah exactly like i'd be i'd be in great shape then Mm. i'd be able to really get something done nice yeah Yeah, that'll do it for you i thought it was so funny the whole time you were talking the story about pulling the weeds though i was like this oh man Let me just tell you. Dude, can I do? I, man, I'm so disappointed. I, like, I've been trying so hard not to have to call a plumber because I feel like that's the worst experience almost all the time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When you're like, this is yeah. like, this is going to, they're going to come and they're going to like try and upsell you on stuff you don't know about because you're not a plumber. And it's like, I have one toilet that I think is like, some of the time it's running a little bit longer. And I'm like, I know I'm just losing water on this. And then there's another toilet that Luke flushed something down and now I can't flush the toilet. Uh, very effectively at all. Like so, like like an action figure. It's like well, um, it was. I know exactly what it was because I saw it go down. He has like a little potty in his room that he can use if he wants, and then you just have to like empty it. Okay. But like built into that pot is this little like Arm and Hammer like um, air freshener thing. Oh, okay. Yep. And it fell into the stuff, but I couldn't see because it was covered by the. Oh yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> I didn't see it until <laughs> after. And like typically when you're emptying it, you don't. It's like <laughs> smells. Uh, so you just like dump and flush almost at the same time. And like I do, so I do that motion and I can see it swirling around. I'm like, oh no, the air freshener thing is in the, <laughs> and there it goes. Oh, uh, dude, and I was like, was hopefully like, that just went down. And then I tried to flush again and I was like, this is not working. Well, this there is, is absolutely no stopping it. <laughs> but I got this like otherwise very cool, like air plunger gun thing. Have Ooh, you ever seen these things? No. Oh man. Yeah. I was like, this seems cool. And it's just like it, you just like, 
pump it full of pressure and it's got this it like it's like this expanding rubber ball that you put down uh down the toilet and then you just like pull a trigger and you just boom and it just sends this giant wave of like compressed air down the tube and i was like that had to work and it has not worked i want one yeah yeah so I mean, if you ever have a um, you know a clog, let me know that you can't handle it with a regular plunger, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna give I'm gonna go flush just a bunch, a of, bunch stuff. of stuff. Like what? Yeah. So anyway, that's my problem. I'm like, gotta, you will not believe what happened as soon as I got home from work today. Yeah. But like, that even that was like another one. Is like I know this is gonna be like lightly frustrating because like I'm gonna have to assemble it. I'm gonna like make sure figure everything everything's working right, and then hopefully I do it right and it works. And it's like. Just putting it together was like a little finicky, but I got it. I was looking. I think I was following the instructions, like pumping it up. It comes with this like mini wonky looking bike pump thing. I pump it up. I'm like, hope this doesn't like break the toilet or something. <laughs> 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 I had a much bigger problem. And like you pull the trigger and it's like right next to Luke's room. So it kind of makes this big like thump sound. And I'm like, oh, man, I hope I don't like wake him up or cause a stir in the middle of quiet times. I'm really not going to be able to focus on anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it didn't work. And I was like, how is this not working? It's got this can't, this can't be that big a problem. Like ugh, very annoying. So I have two toilet problems right now that I need to solve. And I feel like I'm, I'm just going to have to get to the plumber. What a time to be alive. I know. What a time to be alive. It's really, really frustrating. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled but something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see, but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. 
In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Hey, Ben, how about a fun fact about Abe Lincoln? I was hoping you had one. Well, of course, of course I do. I do. I, yeah, this one I thought, well, I mean, as ever, I was like flabbergasted by the crazy life of Abraham Lincoln. You mean glabberfasted? Glabberfasted, indeed. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln himself created the Secret Service? I. The only reason I knew this is just simply because of the irony of the fact that he was the one who invented the thing that protects presidents mm-hmm. and could have maybe <coughs> benefited from the that. Ben, the irony is deeper than you think. Is not, it? Not only did he sign in, is he the one who signed it? Oh, there's a bug on my computer. Oh, my screen is dead. Whoa. Man, I got it. There. Not only did Lincoln um, sign the legislation creating the United States Secret Service, but he signed it the night he was assassinated. No, yes. so close. So close. However, the <coughs> article this does go on to say that the original intent of the Secret Service was not actually presidential protection. It was oh. actually uh, originally designed to combat widespread currency counterfeiting. And it was not until the killing of two more presidents that the Secret Service was formally assigned to protect the commander in chief. Wow. <coughs> so, yeah, crazy, right? That is that that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Although it does it does occur to me like um you go back to like one of me and you's favorite films is uh Catch Me If You Can yes. with um Cal Hanratty. Cal Hanratty. Uh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Yep, it's yep. I mean pretty star-studded cast, so pretty pretty solid, pretty solid. Um but like one of the big things that he's doing is like check fraud where he yeah. is going through and effectively like creating his own checks, putting all the the right you know, digits, numbers and stuff like that on there. And prior to uh, like bank tailors having those like little like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like I know, the, yeah. The, the thing yeah, it runs through and yeah. it, it like scans it for robots and yeah. uh, rounding numbers and stuff. Probably. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's very impressive. Uh, but it, it occurred to me, I was like, man, back in the day, the amount of the, the fr- like fragility of the entire system was so incredible. Like all like the ethics involved with like, like doing the right thing was, was, I don't even know how far that would stretch. Did people just not think like that they could scam it? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, checks in general, it's just like you pull it out and 
it's like there's no actual transaction happening in that moment, you know? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, exactly. You just uh, I I have this piece of paper here, and I am gonna write with a pen on it, and hand it to you, and we're good, right? This was a concept to me. We're at, good as a kid the, that I could not understand. Right. For the <laughs> life of me, like in so like we would go to the store, and I'm like, Mom, can I get an action figure? And uh, one of my no questions, Mom. Mom always yeah. asked no questions, mm-hmm. where the answer was obviously no. And Mom, Mom would usually say, No, we don't have any money. And but I think she actually meant was, No, you're not getting an action figure. Yeah. Um. But I remember I would always be like, Mom, you can just write a check. They don't know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Right. Like you just write a check. You give it to them. We leave the store. No big deal. <laughs> They're going to find out for like a week or something. I'll have my action figure for days before they realize anything was askew. Yeah. And then what are they going to do? Come and knock on our door? For like what? For five bucks? I don't think so. Right. And yeah. they answer that question. But so then the other <laughs> thing about it too was I was like, I was like, so there are dollar bills that have like an assigned amount of like money attached to them, you know, like five, 10, 15, no, if not 15. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, there's no $15 bill though. Apparently I'm not familiar yeah. with it. Five, 10, 20, 50, 100. Um, and I was like, you can just write anything on the check, you know? Right. Like, like, like what if I were to write like $1 million? Yeah. Like would I just, would they just give me a million? Like the, I, I was like so certain that that, that is how, it could work. Right. I was like, I don't understand why more people aren't just doing this. I'm doing this. So basically what I'm trying to say is that like, if I had lived during a different era of human existence, then I absolutely would have been the guy from catch. You'd have just been like a total, like yeah, check fraud con man. <clears throat> Especially if, if like seven year old me had anything to do with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. This is, this is just, I don't know how people are doing this. You just write down how much you have. That's it. I, had, I have sheer blind confidence that right. this would work. Yeah. As a small child. As a small child, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Turns out checks work a little bit differently. So I can see why Lincoln felt it was necessary to find a way to combat currency fraud. Who's to say they even had checks back then? They probably just had like cash, I'm guessing. Cash money? You think they had like a check system in place when Lincoln was president? I mean, that's a really good question. Hmm. Would would checks predate cash? Like like a note? I wouldn't think so. Well... I don't know. What would come checks first? are basically just like an IOU. They're like, I don't have the money, but if you take this to those people, they'll give it to you on my <laughs> behalf. Like, all right. See, I mean, like, who, yeah. whoever agreed to this idea in the first place? <laughs> like, it was, if, if they invented checks today, it would be rampant. Right. It would be a huge problem. Yeah, a huge problem. Like, It'd be so much check fraud. Yeah, uh-huh. now it's just like, yeah, let me scan this card and the money goes directly from me to you like now. <laughs> right right now and also if you don't have enough, it tells me. Right, yeah. yeah. And then I have a total panic sweat. And I'm like, oh my god, um, that's, that's it. We're destitute. We're I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. We had um, we had our, our bank was purchased by like a different bank like a year ago or something. It wasn't even recently. And uh, so like a bunch of the like cards that we had, it was my, my same bank for like business and personal. Yeah. And so like every, every card in my wallet all of a sudden like stopped working. Yeah. Which also came with that, um, that difficulty of then like you start getting the email emails yeah which is just like it shouldn't be like allowed for this to happen i mean obviously i don't know any other way around it but all of a sudden it, i just started getting like a myriad of emails it was just like your payment was declined your payment was declined and it's like every single time 
every single time without fail, it gives me a panic attack. Oh, the yes, exact same. Yeah, like if you, if you just like cancel a card or like, yeah, it expires and they just send you a new one, but you haven't updated it on like every app you happen to have be paying for or whatever service or whatever. Yep. That, yeah, this is a great way to just find out what your subscriptions are in case you totally forgot. I know, it's so <laughs> like, true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like one, it's like, oh, yeah, do you want to renew your Hulu Plus account? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, no. They're like, <laughs> you bet if you don't, we're going to cancel it. And it's like, that's okay. It's Here's my problem is that this has happened with a couple of these and it's like it's one of those where I'm like oh man I didn't even realize I was still paying for that so thank you for the reminder but also I'm not willing like now that you already can't take my money I'm not willing to go through the process of actually formally canceling my membership so I just keep getting notification emails and it's like your card was still declined and it's like yeah yeah. That is, but even like when you That's know, fine. like you just got the new card, it'll be like your card. There's this card doesn't doesn't work, and, and like yeah, it's like I know I, I know what the reason is. My brain is immediately like someone I, someone stole my identity. Like that's it. I'm oh my god. It happened. It it's this is the worst. I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. And yeah. It's like no. Let me just update this information. Okay, we're good. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like the fact that we grew up. Um, with dad on TV during the period of time that like credit cards maybe were becoming like that much more prominent made it so that my fear of identity theft or internet hackers. Yeah. You know, right. Getting my info. Yeah. It seemed like he was doing like pieces on this because it was like from like a journalism standpoint, it was good to like talk about the potential ramifications of like the new technology. Right. Like like, here, here are the issues that people are running into and like what's coming up or whatever. Um, and I mean, to be fair, like you probably wouldn't be posting those stories if it wasn't happening to a lot of people. So like important stuff, but I do think it also ingrained into me. It's like, they're it's just lurking behind it and like every corner all right. the time like it's it's always about to happen right that's yeah you're this is that is you, now that you've said it i'm like is that not what everyone thinks I me- maybe, maybe it is what everybody maybe it thinks, is what everyone thinks but yeah like i do have that feel like all the time like it's just like it's, it's just like more like it's more like a it's more like a ticking talk than a ticking clock than anything yeah which i hope yeah. is not true yeah terrible i know that would be transition transition so jay i talked all about going to vermont but you have you have not told me uh like a sliver of a story about your week at the beach not even one sliver of one story not even one sliver of one story well my goodness that seems unfortunate i know i know so i don't know i basically don't know what happened as far as i know you went to a large sandbox. I did. I and, mean, what else is the beach, really? Claimed you know? it to be a beach. Yeah. So, yeah, this was, uh, we went to the beach with uh, Beth's parents and then Beth's brother and Beth's brother's wife. So, uh, really just my family plus four more people. Okay. Grandparents, aunt and uncle, you know, great. They don't have any kids, so that was pretty much it. Um, it was it was a pretty good trip. We went to Curie Beach in North Carolina, hey. uh, which I had not been to before. Um, it was, I would, it was pretty similar to Holden beach, the beach we've gone to the most in our life. Okay. Um, in terms of like, we got like, once you were on the beach itself, like very few people, not like, I mean, uh, there's not like giant hotels and like giant super slammed beak. It felt like you had your section of the beach and there was maybe like five people on one side of you, 10 yards away and five people on another side of you, another 10 yards away. Like you had a lot of space. A lot of room. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did the kids go through any like, like massive, like uh, milestones in terms of beach going behaviors? Oh, for sure. Um, so like, 
we've brought everyone to the beach before. I think um, the first time we ever brought Luke, he was very much in his potted plant stage okay. where you could just like lay him there. And that was actually uh, really great because um, the ocean itself provides like, you know, endless white noise, like super <coughs> quality white. noise. Yeah, like perfect. There's like no, no distortion at all. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no crackle, or anything, no like, battery. No suddenly die. repeating like, wait, haven't I heard this wave crash before? Oh, pretty sure I can time the thunder crash on this next raindrop. Hold on. That's the worst about white noise apps when it's like because I like the thunder ones. But like the thunder ones always have like a very noticeable thunder pattern. Oh, see, no, I, I'm that. It's that very reason that I don't like the thunder ones. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just like pure rain. Yeah, just, just rain. Well, this is like I, I, I want the perfect thunder white noise, but okay. it doesn't exist because it always just loops Ugh. and it's not good. So anyway, why, why can't people go out and record just a quality twelve hours of consistent, steady exactly. thunderstorm? Nature, can you please just provide a nice quality thunderstorm that lasts for 12 hours come on right yeah. anyway yeah someone needs to get out there and record it with great microphone equipment and then put it on an app anyway not the point so we used to be able to just like put luke on this like big beach towel like in the shade like under a tent and as long as someone was sitting next to him and could like look over you could just let him sit there and he'd sleep for like hours that was great yep that's amazing then we uh it's kind of the same thing with the twins when we brought them the first time they were kind of also like worked out pot of plants they just laid them there they're not going anywhere yeah it was great go to sleep uh everyone is up and moving now though so everyone's running um and they all have like pretty good water experience at this point like they all do swim lessons. Um, they all went to Hilton Head with our family earlier this year where yep. they all got in the pool all week. And then me and Beth went to the lake earlier this summer and they were all swimming around in there and jumping off the docks. So that was pretty fun. The ocean is, you know, uh, a different beast, though, as it does have the waves and uh, the, the waves. shifting sands and stuff. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. So uh, Luke has been in the ocean a little bit before. And Nick and Nate, very much not at all. Okay. At least not with any, like, cognitive memory of it. So... Uh, we got down there, and th- I mean, Nick especially, but all three of them loved it. They would just like stand in the surf. They could just stand there forever, and the waves would come and just, you know, crash into them. Nick would let out this like squeal of excitement, like wave after wave. It was like every 30 seconds, he'd just be like, ah! You know, loved it so much. And it was like the only thing really holding it back from standing down there all day is that, you know, they're still not big enough to like stand there by themselves. And you have to like physically bend over and like hold them to make sure they're not falling under the water. Dude, this is this is like what they don't tell you about about parenting is the is like the the slight like craning of the back that yeah. is required for like helping your child like walk or guiding them through something or helping them stand or whatever. It's like it is like the turbo button of your physical existence is just being forced down for yeah. for like uh, like an, a screeching amount of time yeah and it's like i feel so bad because it's like they're having so much fun they're like i gotta go sit down i gotta like stand up we gotta take a break from this for a I, while I need a yoga class <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like all i'm doing is bending down it's like not really that hard but no they all really loved it luke um he would stand there he didn't need anyone to like hold him as much and he would just stand there and like just try and keep his balance in the waves and um it, it was like this constant pattern of like like getting wave going a little bit further get hit by wave going a little bit further that eventually like one would come up that would be like a little bit stronger and it would like you know unearth him a little and he'd be like <gasps> and he'd like go sprinting back up into the sand and be like ah! and then he'd like work his courage back up and come right back down and start doing it again oh wow nice so that was pretty fun in the end then nick and nate would just, as long as you would stand there with him they would just stand in the surf all day 
and just they, get hit by they, the waves. They'd still just be out there. They'd still just be out there. Yeah. So no problem. Do you remember? Because I I feel like there's a part of me that, that gets like very excited about the prospect of like the kids all being able to go out there and and just like withstand the waves. Because I feel like as kids, when we went to the beach, we just lived in the water. Yeah. But I also felt like there reached a stage where it was like what you did, like going and playing in the ocean, was like intentionally going and having it just annihilate you. <laughs> like I I feel like I have like these like fond memories for some reason of like being probably five six seven years old again and just like literally the waves pounding me into and dragging me across the sandy bottom of the like of the beach and it's just like why was i doing like was i doing it wrong was i just out there like just, you're having fun i don't think so i guess so <clears throat> I, I i feel like it was almost like a rite of like again like a rite of passage where it was like you go out there and it's like this is this is like this is part of like you have to be able to endure like those four footers and it's like now as an adult i don't i don't want to go anywhere near a uh-huh. big wave but as a kid it, like i wasn't surfing them i wasn't i was letting them hit me mm-hmm. on purpose just like boom yeah i do remember i mean it's kind of fun because you're like oh here it comes and because it, it, i think like as a kid it's like you're looking at it and it looks like this giant force is going to come hit you, but then it does hit you and it's like, it's actually like you can sort of withstand it. It's maybe, like, that, maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. that's a part of it. Yeah. It's like, you feel like, like, Oh, I'm like, so I don't know, like powerful. I could like get hit by a wave, this right. big wall of water. It's nothing to me. If only there was like <laughs> epic music playing during like a training montage <clears throat> and it was shot in slow motion. And like, right. you, could, you could see me like <clears throat> unwaveringly, like water goes everywhere yeah. yeah or even just like diving straight into the waves i thought was always fun that was just sort of like you're gonna get right through it but it's gonna sort of be this like like ruffling like kind of i don't know big tumble sort of sensation as you do it yeah that is fun yeah. too i, I still don't know. do that yeah i think uh the thing i always love doing is just like body surfing just like getting in the wave and trying to see how far into shore i can ride it yeah yeah that's always been uh, my favorite thing to do and i feel like this is this is like a weird hidden talent of mine uh, th- you are good at it i am i don't want to brag but i'm very good at it <laughs> I am a great body I'm, surfer. I'm really good at body surfing. I like. I think part of it uh, was once a, a few times we went to the beach with our our cousins, uh-huh. and um, they used to go to the the beach with our um, with our grandparents on our mom's side of the family. Yep. And I, I suppose I've never been to the beach with them, but I hear tell that Grandpa Len was also quite the body surfer. Oh, that he wow. he knew what was what okay. out there in the ocean, and so our cousins would he would be like, oh yeah, I would just I would learn from Grandpa Len. And then like would boast his own body surfing, and I'd be like, "No way, I got you, man!" And I was like, "I was like, that was like my mission." Anytime we're at the beach, like anytime we're out there body surfing, I'm going farther than you. Okay, <laughs> like, like this is this is my goal for the week. I'm gonna get nothing but like I'm I'm gonna, I'm, the the tip of my nose by the end of the week is gonna be bloodied because I'm going to body surf in so close to shallow water that it's dragging. I mean, it absolutely happens, Ben. You know, sometimes you take a forehead full of sand, and you just got like a red scab there for the rest of the week, but it's worth it because you made it like all the way to shore oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're like battle scars you yeah. know it's like it's like you know it's part of the it's part of the fun <laughs> yeah apparently yeah <laughs> no. uh, the, the no. worst for me is like when I, like, I end up in inadvertently like dragging like my bottom jaw across the bottom yeah the boat, you don't want to do that yeah, yeah there's like, there's certain times of day where it's definitely <laughs> not good to do it 
Uh, and yeah, I've had a few times yeah, where you hit your face on the sand and like, that's not good. You don't want that. But the more you do it, the more you learn like, okay, I'll just go streamline. If I can tell them getting near the shore, you just like lower your hands some and they'll just feel the ground for you before your head head hits it. And oh, well, wow. well, wow. there you go. So All the, these tips and tricks. I know. Are you writing a book or uh, yeah. like tip number one? <laughs> what I always get, this is like, it's such a fun sensation because like, I think I'll do it and people are like, how are you doing that? And just be like, oh man, yeah. it's like, you can't, I mean, I wish I could teach it, but it's so, really more of a feeling. I, <laughs> I was just born this way. <laughs> I was born this way. You know, I just got it, man. But it's like, I love it because it's the sort of thing that like, it's like it's like riding a bike. Like once you're in the waves, it's like I know exactly what to feel for on the bottom. But it's like as soon as I can feel it coming, it's like this is the one. You'd be like this wave. This, no, not this wave. This wave. Here we go. Mm, we're in. Do you think that you end up taking it like incredibly seriously in your head, like like as if like you literally are? Um, oh, like there's people watching. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like mm. people like because I I used to do this like while I was like mowing the lawn. Same. Like, like you'd like pe- like you would expect like people like walking by right now. They're like. Look at this guy go. This guy, this is but, like the most I mean, perfectly cut lawn I've ever seen. Is he, is he going pro? Or? <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. <laughs> He's in the circuit. Right. Um, uh, but no, I used to, I was just thinking about this the other day about how I used to, um, I would skimboard. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, it skimboarding was this thing where it felt like there was like the boogie board, which I, like, I almost feel like it's a bit of a bad rep because like there's body surfing, which like, it's kind of like, I don't even need the board. That's exactly you know? my opinion. Yeah. That's exactly. People are <laughs> like, yeah, that was one of those things where it's just like, it's like, I need to get, I know I need to get past that opinion. <laughs> like, okay. So one of the things with this beach trip was that we were on a, we were on like a second row house. Okay. Yep. So, uh, every morning, basically everyone gets up, has breakfast. And then it's like, all right, let's get ready for the beach, which is an ordeal with the three kids. Right. Yeah. Like, like sunscreen. You got to like, yeah, you got everyone in the sunscreen, you got everyone in the bathing suits. He's like, everyone's got to go potty before you go. Everyone's like, and then you got to, you know, you got to load up like your wagon and you got to fit all the chairs in there. And then it's like, sometimes the kids want to walk and sometimes they want to ride in the wagon. And sometimes they only want to ride in the wagon. If someone else is walking or they want to stretch out their legs, you know, whatever. Yeah. Huge process. Tremendous effort to get there. But we got there. Right. There's also no ramp to get to the beach. This wagon down the stairs. That was a real problem. Oh, man. Ugh, real you problem. You should have just like full send and just like <clears throat> shoved it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, brrr, all right. We're there. Uh, but yeah, like one of the things. So like so you had to deal with like packing the wagon every day. And like sometimes it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd see people like throw boogie boards in. And I'd be like, who needs boogie boards? Like, what do you, do you guys? What, this have is, you this is just wasted space. Have you, you not guys have seen me shredding out there? <laughs> the Jonathan Garland School of yeah. Body Surfing <laughs> yeah. open Look, season. I'll leave these here. Y'all just watch me in the way for a little bit. You'll get the hang of it. <laughs> what you want to do is put your hand down to touch the bottom yeah. so that you don't run into it. Yeah, that's really more of an advanced move. Right now, we just want to focus on catching the wave, moving forward. I don't think any th- that said though, I still don't think anyone used a boogie board all week. It that's is like it is a beach accessory that I think that people bring mm-hmm. and don't use. I will I will gladly hand that yeah. to you. This this was my con the, a beach accessory you don't need was like my constant like like physical state of thought because like I think. Like as a kid, you know, I would wake up like as soon as possible, as we've discussed on the pot many times, I was an early riser and I would, uh, you know, I would, I would like eat breakfast. I would put on my swim trunks and I would have sunscreen on. All I was waiting was for the first adult to get up to be like, yeah, you can go outside. Right. And I'd, right like yeah. just sprint down to the beach. Don't need anything. Right. Like, I, I'm, I'm holding nothing. Uh-huh. I don't even have a towel. 
Right. You know, like, yeah. let's come back. A towel. You don't need a towel. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be in the water the whole time. It'll be draped right over the edge of the deck, right where I left it as soon as I get back. That's where it belongs, man. Right. We're at the yeah. beach. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like the amount that has changed as an adult is astounding. It's just like, how did I ever get away with going to the beach carrying nothing? You know, this like, is because like now there's like you need chairs, there's umbrellas, there's tents, there's water bottles, there's snacks, there's sand toys, there's like blankets and it's just like I you know and like in my mind I'm like I don't think any of this is necessary to have fun at all <laughs> right. I'm, I'm uninterested in bringing any uh, of yeah this. I'm like if it was up to me uh, we'd all be walking there barefoot without towels and um, we'd be in the water the whole time obviously and then when we were done we just walk back to the house so <laughs> this is ridiculous yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll be body surfing it'll be good we'll be body no, surfing this is this is it's actually a very interesting i think i can have a small segue here to a, a different topic i wanted to discuss but um it's you and i are in the process right now of planning a um gma backpacking excursion that we are here in about a month mm-hmm. which we're, we're pretty excited about um and it's I, I did it I think in 2020 I think was it two years ago I think it was two years ago that I went and did it and it was the far and away hardest physical endeavor that I've ever done in my life yeah and it's like and I, I would like to say that I think that that's like maybe saying something like yeah. I feel like we've done some like pretty tough physical activities before um and I think a huge part of it was because, I mean, there's lots of elevation change, gain, all that type of stuff, carrying heavy backpack. But I was carrying like 41 pounds of backpack, which yeah, is just it's way too much. It's just simply too much. Yeah. And so I was like, I was reading a lot about like, like when it comes to backpacking equipment, it's sort of this like odd thing that, and, and maybe you'd expect this and maybe you wouldn't, but it's like any other hobby where like the better the equipment, the lighter it is the more expensive it is right and so it's like i i have myself having like this battle of what is worth purchasing for an activity that i do so infrequently right because no matter what the infrequency of doing it is like like you you still if anything you are less qualified and facing it with even less prepared equipment right if that makes sense because everything's heavy yeah um and so it's it's like a really it's like an odd one where like like a tent for example like I'm, i've been trying to find like a potential tent yeah for this potential a hey, potential Nailed it. um and but one of the really big issues is yeah it's like how do you like do you can can you spring for like like a 200 two-man tent that's big enough to hold you by yourself and your gear yeah you know because it's like you're not even talking about a tent that you could like take the family camping with this is like capable of holding you right as one person right like this is and it's gonna cost you a lot of money and probably you'll use it for maybe seven full nights of sleep the whole time you own it the whole time you own it yeah Yeah. and and (laughs) until it becomes obsolete and isn't even worth like reselling to someone else right you know because at this point in time they're making them out of like stitched together air (laughs) or something like that yeah um so that's that's part of it and then the other part of it is is almost exactly what you just said about going to the beach which i was reading that people were like okay like don't bring any of your like 
what if items and the oh, what yeah. if items are like the things like, well, what if I need this? Oh yeah. No, I hate what if items. Right. And I, yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to, Jason, Jason's going to love this. Philosophy. Well, this is the thing. Like, I'm not cons- like, believe <laughs> it or this is like one of those things where it's like, I, I have this like tremendous, um, like stored pool of knowledge, like about backpack backpacking. Oh, interesting. From like the Boy, from, Scout like, days? Boy Scouts. Like, I don't know if you went in as many of the trips. I didn't. Backpacking no. wise. But like, I went on a lot of backpacking trips with the Boy Scouts that were like full day hikes, carrying stuff the whole time. Uh-huh. 20 kids out there. And it was like, you know, yeah, what you had on your back made a big difference. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, uh, I think most of the tents slept two people and, you know, you'd split up the tent stuff. But these were tents that were intentionally bought to be used for years and years and years by you know, trip after trip after trip. So of, like of kids, they, yeah, of yeah. kids uh, and they have to be, so they were um, very durable and very reusable, but the end uh, product is um, also heavy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, <clears throat> yeah. and that's the, that's the absolute balancing act too. It's like, as you go through and like, you'll like be like researching a tent and you're like, Hey, this one only weighs like, you know, three and a half pounds, but it's comfort like rating is like a four out of 10. And it's right. like, I, th- which is even one of those questions where I'm like, what makes a tent more or less comfortable? No yeah. matter what, it's a thin piece of fabric. I know. And it's like, to me, it, it, it like <laughs> I would, it's like, I'm wagering as far as like tent purchasing that like, I am expecting that we, I'm going to be so exhausted from the hike itself that comfort will not be a tremendous issue provided you can find almost any amount of like flat ground. Yeah. yeah, Which which will be achievable. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, so now I'm very curious about this because this will be something like fun to like look back on as well. Yeah. So you, do you have like any like qualms, nerves, concerns, worries? Is there anything like a piece of tech or equipment you're like excited to like hunt out? Uh, Mostly just the backpack itself. I think think that's probably the most important thing. Like everything else is like you probably can control the weight of a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But the pack itself, I'm like thinking that'll be like that. That to me seems like the most reusable piece of equipment. Sure. Um, Because we've also talked about doing like adventure races and stuff or like with with the GMA as well. And it seems like I would maybe like want to want to have something I didn't have to buy a second backpack to do that for. That's true. Yeah. So it's gotta be like a twofer. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. I like um, it. Yeah. And then I'm also, the thing I'm uh, weirdly the most concerned about is like, um, is like the footwear. Cause like, you know, like I, like the phrase hiking boots is like, that's a, that's a common phrase. That's an article of clothing. Yeah. But to me, like hiking boots feels like a counterintuitive thing. Cause it's like boots are heavy. Yeah. And, this is a long hike. So like the obvious advantage is that your feet will be well protected, but they are going to be heavy on your feet. So where do you draw the line between like late, like uh, weight and durability versus um, I guess like, yeah, comfort and trail readiness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like your standard, like running shoe is probably like not oh, very as, bad. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's not going to be like the appropriate foot attire but right. I, I am actually having this exact same problem because i have always kept a pair of hiking boots in my arsenal specifically for like doing the occasional actual like day hike type thing uh but otherwise i use it for like all of the yard work woodland adventure type yeah. things that go on yeah and it's like I, I feel like hiking boot is sort of like a catch-all but what it really means is like outdoors boot yeah and i feel like a hiking hiking 
shoe maybe isn't a boot, but this is like where I was like, I'm so far removed where it's like, I don't know. And it's like, as a kid, I didn't think about it. And it's like, I just endured all problems. You just wore yeah. like literally what you had yeah. at your disposal. Right. Yeah. Because also there was no uh, ability for me to shop around. It was use what you have or don't go. Right. And also not going is not an option because we signed you up and you're going. So <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> this, so it's happening. Yeah. So it's happening. Um, it, okay. Okay. So we'll have to continue to report back <coughs> on, on, yeah how hike prep is going how hike prep is going and the hike that we are doing for what it's worth in case anybody out there is curious or interested in, in scoping out the route uh is called linville gorge which is in uh north carolina and is grueling yeah that's um, what i keep hearing you guys all did it we yeah we, we all did it and i would say that like the first mile you gain um a, a thousand feet of like elevation so that means that you're going like over the course of the first 5,280 feet, you are vertically traveling up 1,000 feet. Yeah. Um, which means that, I don't know. I remember getting to the, the end of the first mile last time we did it, which is like you walk out of the parking lot and go up. Like, yeah. You know, your nose is like immediately scraping the ground. It's like, oh my gosh. I remember getting to the end of that mile and being like, if I went back to the car right now i would go home and do nothing else for the rest of the day right that is how hard it was like it was like oh dear oh dear what am i getting myself into for the rest of this um but then it ends up being just like a huge amount of fun it's absolutely beautiful yeah is the rest of the hike after the first mile way more manageable i would say it's a lot more manageable Yeah. yeah i also feel like i have the benefit of going with you guys who have now done it before also true so there will be i feel like that will at least um help avoid a bunch of first-time pitfalls absolutely i will not have to deal with that said on the other end of that the fact that our friend john has done it before is mean he's going to want to try different things that's absolutely which is um i know for an absolute (coughs) fact because there were things you wanted to try last time we did it and and we didn't we were like no we're too tired yeah we can't like we can't do it (laughs) yeah um and so i feel fairly certain those things will happen this time yeah there's no doubt in my mind about that because I've just known John forever. So. Yeah. Um. So my, my, my game, I have a weight vest at home that I for like weightlifting and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking I might bring that into the office for our walking treadmills oh, and literally nice. just like weight vest it up while we're, while we're chugging along. While we're chugging along there for the step competition. For the step competition, which yeah. is happening over on, uh, well, happening through our Discord right now across all of our Patreon uh, servers, um, which is a really brilliant segue into... That if you would be interested in supporting popcorn culture on Patreon, uh, we do do a lot of a lot of fun um, kind of Discord only events, which you can get Discord access at the five dollar tier. Um, for example, the past in the month of June and in the month of August, we have had uh, step competitions where everybody is basically having like their respective trackers and everything, all contributing to um an app that we all exist in and it's a really great app that like does a good job of like keeping track of like who the current leaders are and like how the respective teams are performing uh which has been a lot of fun i I know you've been stepping a ton yeah i've been having a lot of fun in this particular um this particular round of the step competition yeah that was also a big part of my beach trip oh was it really <laughs> it was i mean not like not like big but that was like my pulling weeds where it was like oh it's quiet time it's like well 
Better get some steps in. Go get some steps. Because yeah. it's like, I, this is the thing I'm discovering too is like I track steps throughout the day. It's like typically in the morning, I get it in like a lot of steps. Like even by the time I get to work, I'm, t- I'm usually between like two and 3,000. Yeah, like same. I'm, yeah, I'm moving yeah. around a lot. I'm getting ready. I'm helping kids do things. I'm getting there. But then a lot of times, like like if I'm not doing the walking treadmill, like almost like like I will maybe get to maybe to 4,000 steps by the end of the work day. Right. Because we just don't move around that much at the office. And then it's like, then you go home and it's like, maybe there's like another, like the end of the day is just not as movement heavy. Right. And then it's like, yeah, you put the kids to the bed. Maybe that's another five to 500,000 steps. But then, so it's like you, I front load it and I'm like, oh man, I feel like, look how far I already am. But then know, at the yeah. end of the day, I'm like, I haven't even come close to doubling where I was this morning. I know it's, it, it's really, it is a weird thing. And it's like something that I think it's part of what inspired me to do the, the walking treadmill uh, in the first place was, was this exact thing where I was like, man, it'd be so nice just to be able to get to the office and just like rack them up throughout the day, which you've been fantastic about. Um, and anyway, the point is, is that, yeah, we, we have the, the step competition going on right now. Um, we also host uh, like a discord only fandom trivia event every other month yep um so that's kind of something where if you've ever done one of the live super carlin brothers um trivia events that typically have about two thousand people kind of hanging out in it if you do like the discord version of it it's really nice because it's just a much smaller pool of people uh so it's a really great opportunity to just kind of like hop in ask questions you could like we like you and i throughout the course of like a two and a half hour stream i feel like we get to like almost talk to like everyone yeah because it is it's that much more intimate so again that's all under the uh five dollar tier on patreon which you can visit at patreon.com slash popcorn culture uh so definitely go and check that out otherwise if you have any feedback for this week's episode you can send that over to popcorn culture pod at gmail.com um otherwise until next time pop pop